Hey y'all, I'm Brooke Hoover, a Louisiana native, actor, writer, and comedian. I've lost 100 pounds through diet and exercise, or shall I say, lifestyle changes. My 20 year and counting health journey has taught me that just like taking a diet pill for weight loss, body positivity doesn't magically happen overnight. I'm working on regaining my self-esteem and rekindling my love affair with Cajun and Southern comfort food in a healthier way, all the while juggling eating as clean as I can, reestablishing myself in the entertainment industry, which, as we know, is historically fat-phobic, all the while showing my inner fat girl some love. That's fat with a PH. Pretty hot and tempting. Let me tell y'all a tale or two. What's up, everybody? Today we are talking about chemicals in our food. Chemicals that I used to and still sometimes eat. And there's even hidden chemicals, but we won't get into that today. We're going to talk about the known chemicals of the 80s that you probably and definitely I and definitely my grandma and definitely my mama, definitely my nanny seal, all of us ate and loved. Here's one of my very favorites, Cool Whip. Cool Whip. I mean, that's not their jingle. I just wanted to say it like that. Let me read y'all some of the ingredients, okay? Skim milk, hydrogenated vegetable oil, coconut and palm kernel oils, high fructose corn syrup, water, corn syrup, not to be confused with high fructose corn syrup, light cream, contains less than 2% of sodium cassinate from milk, natural and artificial flavor, of course artificial flavor, xanthan and guar gums, yummy, polysorbate 60, sorbitan monosteriate, sodium polyphosphate, and beta dot dot dot. There, there's more. That was just in a Google search. But hello. Loved Cool Whip. Loved Cool Whip. What we would do is eat it cold, you know, in the fridge. But even better, we would keep it in the freezer and kind of like eat it like low to no cal ice cream. Hello, I could eat a whole tub and nothing bad's going to happen to me. By nothing bad in the 80s and 90s, we thought bad meant getting fat, gaining weight, eating too many calories. Yeah, right. Getting bad, I've probably damaged a few, if not more than a few brain cells. So my mama, that's my mama's mama, grandma, she always would have a frozen Cool Whip tub in the freezer. And I would go and want to get it. I would say, mama, do you have anything sweet? Do you have anything sweet? And mama didn't keep much sweets in the house. Or if she did, I guess she ate them all at once because that Cool Whip was a tease. It was a thing of red beans. So anybody from back home in Louisiana, your grandmas, your momos probably also used the Cool Whip tubs to store a lot of food. Like Momo was really big on upcycling, but it would always just tease me. And after we would go to Momo's house, I would say to mama, hey, we need some Cool Whip. We need some Cool Whip, mama. I guess it never phased us that Ready Whip was an alternative, you know, and the commercials of recently too, they're telling us Ready Whip is better because it's made with milk. Personally, personally, I have heard this. The healthier alternative is canned coconut milk. And obviously, as we know, um, as my aunt would say, well, coconuts have fat, but it's better fat than eating all those chemicals because those chemicals are going to eat away at your brain and the healthy fats are going to help support your brain if your brain is crazy like mine. I'm talking in robot voice to emphasize that point. 
However, however, Cool Whip was such a good alternative for so many desserts. Do y'all remember Watergate salad? Probably not unless you're from the 1970s or you're super like Southern church lady, but I loved Watergate salad. Watergate salad, basically you get a, a ton of Cool Whip and a packet of pistachio pudding mix. You don't make the pudding and you mix that up and you add some pineapples, I think shredded coconut if you're crazy and pecans or maybe walnuts. Loved it and keep it in the fridge. Uh, Oh, marshmallows. Marshmallows I think were in there too and it's better cold. I don't like it when it starts to get a little warm and it's set out like at a church function. Not saying I ever went to that many church functions. See, Cool Whip evokes a lot of memories for me but my one of my most favorite desserts, aside from dobosh cake, is Mississippi mud. And most of it does require a lot of chemicals, a lot of what we're talking about today. The bottom layer is probably the healthiest layer for you. It is pecans and uh, flour. Or if you want to be keto or paleo, you could easily make a pecan and almond flour crust. The crust is fine for you pretty much. And then you add in like a layer of Cool Whip, confectioner's sugar, and cream cheese. Now, you can make all of this keto if you want to because Cool Whip, I mean, technically, I guess it's keto. Um, Cream cheese. And then you could get the Swerve brand powdered sugar, which is not real sugar. Chemicals. Actually, Swerve is one of the better types of sugar alternatives out there as is Stevia. But again anything in excess is not good for you, including excess, including moderation. That's how the expression goes. The next layer of the Mississippi mud is chocolate pudding. And then you top it off again with another layer of Cool Whip and sprinkle some pecans. Now y'all can see very much how you can replace all of this with like the sugar-free options, you know, of the jello, um, the chocolate jello. And again, it could be healthy in terms of lower calorie, lower sugar, and oh, I want a fix. I want a little sugar fix, a fake sugar fix, but it's not really doing it for you in the real sense of health because pretty much, like I said, the crust is the healthiest part if you want to look at it from a health perspective because it's nothing but chemical warfare, but it tastes so good and it reminds me of childhood and do not eat the last piece of Mississippi mud like my mama's friend once did when she came over to our house. I was livid. Next thing, I think all of y'all remember Tab. How many of y'all's mamas drank Tab? My mama did. And nowadays there's no more Tab. Or there was and then it went off the shelves again. So now my mama does a Diet Coke almost every day. Who am I kidding? She does it every day. She is on a first name basis with all the people at McDonald's because McDonald's Diet Coke is the best, baby. She won't go anywhere else for a Diet Coke. If she does, she's highly disappointed and she has to go back to McDonald's to get that Diet Coke. Now, I personally, I'm a fan of Fresca. Every so often, like I'll treat myself to a diet soda because I stopped drinking diet soda. As many of my friends know, I'm a huge seltzer fan and Spindrift fan. So if you are trying to cut soda and diet soda, I do recommend obviously seltzer, but Spindrift really for me is less fizzy than a seltzer. Sometimes seltzer is too fizzy and Spindrift is low, low, low sugar. It's made with real fruit juice and it's wonderful. 
tab. Let me tell y'all, there's an ingredient in it. And this is, I'm looking this up from the Mayo Clinic about an ingredient called, I'm going to try to pronounce it, phenylalanine. Phenylalanine? Phenylalanine? How do you say that? That's like, this is like that Briars commercial back in the day where the little kids are trying to pronounce all the difficult ingredients. But Briars only has five simple ingredients kids can pronounce. This feels like that. So phenylalanine from the Mayo Clinic says it isn't a health concern for most people. I don't like that because who who is, who are most people, right? But it can cause intellectual disabilities, brain damage, seizures, and other problems in people who have PKU. But here's the deal. If it can cause problems with people who have PKU, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. It's a genetic disorder. It can also cause problems in any one of us. Lay low on the tab is my humble recommendation. Again, we know I'm not a doctor. I definitely do not work for Mayo Clinic. Lay low on diet sodas in general. My dad, Hoover Bob, we'll talk to him soon, hopefully. He's had to lay very low. He used to drink Coke Zero, but not nearly as much as Mama with the Diet Coke. And his doctor has told him to lay low on that. But prior to that, luckily, he did listen to Dr. Daughter, a.k.a. me, and stop with the Coke Zeros because he is diabetic and diabetics can get kidney issues. So his kidney levels have been a little askew. So I'm like, get off the diet soda. But I do kind of want to bust open just a little bit of tab and have like a little tiny sip, a little tiny, tiny taste of it to taste that phenylalanine. Another chemical warfare that we had in the 80s, and that was comfort food to me. I got tonsillitis a lot. I got sick a lot as a kid until I had the tonsils removed, and this was comfort food. And also, we would get it at Piccadilly, which is like a cafeteria back home. Jello, J E L L O. It's like Bill Cosby because it's just as scary as he is, but it's also childhood. There's this big thing about Jello, right? There's the sugar-free versions, which we always do or did, and the regular versions. But obviously, as we know, Jell-O is gelatin, and it's made from horse hooves, supposedly, supposedly. And I went to Live Science, and they said urban legends claim that gelatin comes from horse or cow hooves. Hooves, hooves. Why was I hooves, hooves? Hoover, that's my last name. Let's start again. Urban legends claim that gelatin comes from horse or cow hooves, though that's not the case. The collagen in gelatin does come from boiling the bones of hides of animals processed for their meat, usually cows and pigs. Okay, what a relief. So I'm not eating horse hooves. I'm just eating cow and pig parts that have been boiled down. Yay, Jello, you're like the original bone broth, Jello. The OG bone broth. That's how we should have marketed it, or that's how we should be marketing it now, but take Bill Cosby away from it. I say that in jest, but I, I, I mean it in all seriousness. Another thing that I personally still drink, or I stopped drinking because it went off the market for safety issues, but now it's back every so often. I just want a strawberry slim fast. I just want the taste of slight chemical, slight strawberry, and to fill me up. I'm joking, but in all seriousness, I'm, again, nobody's sponsoring me yet, so I'm not condoning any of these brands or dissing any of these brands. Though I do say, 
if you like a slim fast shake, try to do Premier Protein. Now, again, like when I'm doing voiceover and stuff, I have to lay low on the dairy. So those are dairy versions. Orgain is a version that does the ready-to-make shakes that is dairy-free, though I do not know if Orgain does a strawberry version. Because for some reason, the chocolate version of all these kind of shakes tastes the most chemically, right? And vanilla and strawberry... And even the mocha, the coffee tastes better. But so I do believe Slim Fast back in the early 2000s was recalled because there was bacteria in the cans. So their idea, Slim Fast says, oh, well, the cans are harvesting bacteria. Let's make it safer and let's make it in a plastic bottle. Yeah, like that's great for the oceans. I personally really liked the can. Bacteria, bacteria why can't I say bacteria? Bacteria or not, because the can was extra cold and there was like that little where you flipped it and you sipped it. One time one of my friends came over and he drank about 10 of my mom's slim fasts and he did about a thousand jumping jacks and passed out. So that's a fun memory. So what do I do if I want to lose weight? Well, back in the 80s, you're pretty much screwed. Back in the 90s, you're kind of screwed too. How do we stop this insanity? Ah, do y'all remember Susan Powder, the exercise guru with the kind of short hair. I used to love her on those infomercials. Well, here's the deal. Back in the 80s or 90s, it was marketed that you need these kind of chemicals in order to lose weight. Or do you remember snack wells, like the low calorie, but they had high sugar? The devil's food cookies. Yeah, those kind of sponge-like cookies. I actually never really loved those, but mama did. Back in the 80s, back in the 90s, right now, we should have been doing what our ancestors were doing Again, I'm not 110% saying do paleo because I have a lot of vegan friends out there and I do believe we do need complex carbohydrates. Again, I'm not talking from a medical standpoint, talking from personal experience. But let's just focus more on the health and nutrition of food versus the caloric content. content. You know, for example, there's dates, as we know, to sweeten things or fruits to sweeten things. Like I use a little bit of frozen banana and my quinoa steel cut oatmeal concoction every morning to sweeten the deal instead of using even a packet of stevia, for example. So yes, bananas, dates, those do have a lot of sugar. They're fruits with densely populated sugar content. However, isn't that a lot better for you than chemicals. And if you're super, super hardcore trying to lose weight, trying to avoid the sugar, my humble opinion, my experience, cut it out altogether. Even the fake sweeteners, because that stuff, even the fake healthy sweeteners, because that stuff will give your taste buds the taste to want more sweet. Whereas if you cut the sugar down, when you go back to eating an apple or banana, it tastes super sweet. So it's basically in a nutshell, I think my point is, is eat the whole foods. I think the whole 30 is a great diet. I've followed those principles for a while as well. But then if you think about it, I'm going to leave this with y'all for some food for thought, pun intended. Everything we eat has some sort of chemicals, right? Even vegetables and fruits with the pesticides even organic things I read somewhere, I don't know, remember where, I usually try to quote my sources, have pesticides on it. But I got to say, every so often, I just want to get a strawberry, preferably an organic one, and dip it into some good old Cool Whip. Thank y'all for listening. I really appreciate it. And y'all have a great one. 
stay healthy, eat healthy. Let's do our best. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. It is my hope to inspire, uplift, and entertain you with this Who's Dat Fat Girl podcast. So if you're hungry for more, you can book me to speak or perform my solo show that inspired this podcast, Fat Girl Costumes, written by yours truly and directed by Brian Lady at your virtual or in-person event. Please visit brookhoover.com slash fluffybuttproductions or email me at contactbrookhoover at gmail.com for more info. And let's follow each other on Instagram. I'm at brookhoover. And the O's in my name are not the letter O. They're zeros. Not because I want to be a size zero, but because I guess I'm just so clever with my late 90s Yahoo self. And if you like this podcast, which I really hope you do, please give me a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, share this with your friends, family, and other people you may know who are as fat as we are. That's fat with a PH.